Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I will be your host. My name is Matthias Reinbart. I'm an analyst and advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. In this analyst chat, we will focus on specific and interesting topics that we as analysts encounter in our daily work. This work that we do is mainly focused on the topic areas of cybersecurity, identity and access management, artificial intelligence, and much more. Here we do in-depth research, but also advisory work with vendors and end users as clients. In each edition, I will have one guest joining me, often a fellow analyst or another interesting partner, and we will have a 15-minute chat around current topics. So my guest today is Christopher Schützel. He is Director of Practice Cybersecurity here at Kupinger Coal. So he has the full picture of um, cybersecurity as a whole. Uh, welcome, Christopher. Thank you, Matthias, for the invitation for this webcast. Great to have you. If we are talking about the bigger picture of cybersecurity, many organizations consider cybersecurity as a purely preventive measure. Um, we at Kupinger Kohl and you as director practice cybersecurity, you see that a bit different. Um, what is your view over the overall picture of cybersecurity? That is really a good question. Um, hopefully, I'm not the only person who sees it a little bit more complex uh, than talking about prevention and detection mechanisms. Um, we at Kupinger Coal, um, so in advisory, we see um, at least five different phases when talking about the overall cybersecurity topic. Everything begins with the identification of something. So first of all, you need to be aware of risks. Um, you need to know them and maybe you need to rate them. And then for sure, you need some mechanisms to prevent them. This is classically uh, stuff which is part of the uh, CERT or the IT security operations and configurations team. You also might have some detection department. Here we are really talking about cyber defense centers or also called uh, security operations centers. These are departments which actively uh, fight against attacks. This is followed by some respond and recover part. And here it is becoming a little bit complex because in respondent recovery, you are talking about incidents and incidents might happen uh, right now or might happen a few months ago uh, till you realize that you have an internal incident. And on the other hand, um, so this is incident response management called, and on the other hand, you have the business continuity management. For instance, if you are an active victim of a uh, DDoS attack, and try to work uh, your daily business. So uh, create some kind of workarounds um, that enables you to continue your business. And uh, last but not least, and this is also a very essential part that most companies who are only talking about prevention and detection forget that specific part. Uh, it is called the improvement part, which means learn by uh, uh, previous attacks, by previous incidents, learn your process knowledge, know your uh, prevention tactics, and all that stuff is needed really to have an end-to-end -end 
cybersecurity approach within your company. That sounds interesting. If you mentioned the improve and you started with the identifier, I think that actually really is a loop. That is continuous improvement. So the, this identification part of what is at stake, what is at risk, um, is also something that needs to be improved and can be improved. So to understand the next time you are trying to prevent and detect uh, issues within your IT, um, that the way of how you judge your risks and what is at stake uh, might change over time. Uh, yes, sure. Um, the, uh, the, the general risks we are we have to deal with in cybersecurity are changing. Uh, they evolve and uh, some of them become much more important and some less important. And this is really, um, just think about the classical risk management within your organization. So the enterprise risk management, where you uh, have to deal with competitors, with Uh, environmental issues with hazards and things like that. And they become more important or less important. And this also happens with IT risks. You get new risks, you get new uh, attack vectors. Attackers are using artificial intelligence. They use modern approaches to get your uh, credentials to access privileged accounts or things like that. And this is changing. And also your company is changing in their way You are working and uh, so you need to re-rate the risk you've identified uh, in a regular process. Okay, when we talk about impact, I think it's also important to yeah, to involve other parts of the organization, to involve, usually we say involve the business. Uh, so the, really the parts of the organization that deal with end customers that do the actual work within uh, within an organization while IT is typically supporting in that. So maybe to, to make sure that their view of risks and what needs to be run even in the event of an incident um, is an important factor to take into consideration as well. Uh, yes, sure. Um, just having a look at the IT risks is uh, not sufficient. At the end, you should have an, uh, some kind of corporate Uh, risk management, so all risks related to your company. And uh, one part of this should be the IT-specific risk management. But uh, some of them are integrating into each other. That's that's what you already said. Um, for instance, the supply chain um, is supported by IT. It is supported by external partners and uh, maybe on the financial health of the external partner. And all these measures and metrics together uh, give you a good understanding of how risky it is to work with some external partner in that case. And this uh, is for all types of risks. This is not only a, just a single thing because IT is supporting you in your everyday business and is uh, depending on the type uh, of product you offer to your customers might also be the core of your business but usually it's it's supporting and uh, therefore it is integrating into the business processes and so you need some kind of corporate risk management or which integrates IT risk management into it. One other question and you've mentioned that before and I think that is closely related to that business aspect. You've mentioned um, instant response management and business continuity management as part of the respond and recover phase so once an incident has been detected, once it has been analyzed, once it has been um, fully understood or at least partially understood because sometimes speed matters at that point, there needs to be 
communication that might need to be done by senior officials of an organization, so the C-level management. When it comes to responding to an incident, how do you, um, what do you recommend when it comes to um, making that right first communication towards the public, towards your employees, towards your customers, towards the press? What is the, the first step when it comes to understanding such an incident? So the first step uh, should uh, honestly not be uh, to tell the press about uh, that you've become the victim of an attack or you have an internal incident. Really, in the worst case, you realize or you might realize that uh, Twitter or the press is already reporting about you and uh, that you have, for instance, a data breach. This is really the worst case. And here we have really to be careful what you say Uh, to the press. Usually an uh, incident response management process starts with uh, the handover from, from uh, the part who detected some strange behavior or, or something. And then you start to, to uh, rate uh, if, it's, if it is an, a big incident or only an, a smaller thing. And if it's an important thing, part of the incident response management is to set up a crisis team to set up and define the communication strategy and uh, to set up and define what you do to respond, to recover, to prevent further harm to your organization. Wait one more minute more and think about what you say to the press. And uh, it should usually not be in sea level. Um, it should be an expert for communicating to the press. Okay, un understood. So it's, it's really a, a combined effort that, that really focuses on, first of all, analyzing and understanding the actual threat, understanding the criticality and the impact of what has happened, also containing the, the outcome and the effect of this incident and uh, having communication to be defined in parallel when getting closer to a full understanding of the incident. Another interesting aspect, of course, is the whole aspect of business continuity. So while there is an incident happening and it is currently being contained to make sure that the organization, the business, all business processes can continue running as required and as expected by the customers. Can you explain that a bit more in detail? Yeah, um, first of all, um, maybe it is important to understand the difference between incident response management and business continuity management. The incident response management is more, uh, you know that you are uh, probably the victim of an attack or you have an incident and you try everything uh, to fix it uh, and to recover back to the normal business. Business continuity management is, on the other hand, you are currently under attack um, your services, your processes are not working and you need some new process or a workaround to keep your business alive. So this is really the core of business continuity management. Uh, no matter what is going on within your company, you are still able to produce your product or you, to offer your service um, or to contact your clients. It, is, it has not the goal to recover. Uh, it is really more keep the business alive as good as possible. A good example for uh, business continuity management might also be the current pandemic crisis we have, um, that 
people or organizations try to do their best that they can offer their services also in a specific case with limitations. For instance, if you go for shopping and you need to keep distance from other customers, there's only a limited amount of people who are allowed to enter the store. So this is the, the other hand of business continuity when you are not talking about IT, but IT is supporting here. So for instance, the IT supports you in that case with counting how many people are allowed to enter the store itself. And uh, therefore, um, processes and workaround needs to be defined to uh, keep your company alive in case of an attack or an incident. Okay, thank you uh, also for explaining this this difference. Um, so it's also about really finding alternative ways in case of an incident to continue work, maybe even at a reduced level um, of, of service, but to make sure that the organization as a whole continues to, to, to work as desired. So... Um, We're getting close to our 15 minutes chat. So are there any concrete, tangible recommendations that you would like to give to the audience when it comes to thinking of this bigger picture of cybersecurity that goes beyond just prevent and detect? Um, what would be your first recommendations to keep in mind? So the first recommendation is for sure, um, prepare for becoming the victim of an attack. Um, because the uh, chance that you become victim of an attack is pretty high. But to, to understand that you can become a victim, you also know why you become a victim. And this is more or less start with the analysis of your company, of your processes to identify the risks for your company. So create some kind of risk management um, for the most important things And having this implemented, you know what you need to do to have something like an incident response management. You can set up your team, some basic processes, some information or communication plans, who is responsible in case of an incident and who is responsible to communicate to externals in that case. And if you have prepared something like that, and the bad thing happen and you become victim, you have saved time because you know what to do next. And this helps a lot. And same is for um, business continuity management. During the identification of the core risk to your company and if it's related to processes and software or services, um, you can think about a plan B for those processes. And at the end, if it's not a uh, CRM tool, maybe it's an Excel sheet printed out and uh, sent by as an attachment with an encrypted email, something like this. You need to be resilient uh, in such a case. Okay, great. Thank you. So we really need to make this one step back to look at um, risk management and cybersecurity and the way to how to deal with it uh, as a bigger picture to uh, to get the bigger picture and to really um, consider cybersecurity as one important part of maintaining the, the health of an organization. Thank you very much, Christopher. I, I am sure that we will have further podcasts like this um, in further editions of the Kupinger Cole Analyst Chat. I would like to mention quickly that you have planned and do execute a, a masterclass incident response management, which digs much deeper into this incident response process. Uh, if anybody's interested in that, just join us in this masterclass. 
um, or get in touch with us as advisors and as analysts. Thank you again, Christopher. Uh, any final words you want to share with the audience? <laughs> Not so far. Um, thank you, Matthias, for inviting me for this very interesting chat. And um, I'm looking forward for another edition in the next month or weeks. Thank you. Okay. And that's it for today.